Hey, it's me, Leandra, from Man Repeller, but also from Life. I'm sitting on the bathroom floor at my hotel in Paris, thinking about life, and maybe it's time for me to write some version of an update, given what happened three months ago and I lost a pregnancy and all of that. Sometimes I wish I, I wasn't so adamant about wearing my heart on my sleeve. Sometimes I wish I could just keep some stuff in. But I really don't know how to. Right now, in this exact moment, I'm sitting on the bathroom floor at my hotel in Paris. And I was just washing my face, and I was thinking while I was washing my face that, you know, everyone's been saying lately, like, don't sleep on X. Yeah, don't sleep on the miracle of life. It's really incredible to be a woman and to maintain the power to create more of us. And the reason I'm thinking about all this stuff is because I've been experiencing this really weird thing lately, maybe for the past like three or four weeks where I'll be totally okay and feel completely normal and be really excited and happy and feel like I'm quote unquote healed. And then I will fall into a deep ditch. I'll find myself feeling gut punched and really down in the pits again. I don't even know if that's a saying. And I've been feeling really blue ever since I got to Paris. Granted, I was upset beforehand. I can't figure out what made me upset and what's triggering me. But I've just been feeling kind of hopeless, you know, whereas... A month ago or even two weeks ago, I was feeling really hopeful and excited and waiting for my period and I can't wait to try again and this and that. I find myself now more and more trying to force myself to get comfortable with the prospect that I might never have children, that children are not a woman's reproductive right, that being able to conceive and carry a baby and carry a baby to full term and carry a healthy baby to full term, all those things are true, true privileges of being a woman. I think the reason Paris is making me blue is because the last time I was here was in December. And so all of the streets that I keep walking are reminding me of that time when I was here. And it's, it's just kind of eerie. And I actually don't really know what else to say other than that. I don't know, I guess I'm a little stuck. I, I, I so badly don't want to feel hopeless. I so badly want to uh, push myself out of it and tell my mind to stop trying to protect me because it doesn't actually know how to protect me. And that's a really crazy thing that's been happening lately too, is I could, I could physically, not physically, but I could almost hear myself telling my subconscious mind like, don't go there. Nope, 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 not today. We're not going there. I know that you're just trying to protect us. I hear you. I acknowledge you. I respect you. I want the best for me too. But the way that you want to get to what is best for me is very different from the way that I, meaning I guess rational mind and conscious mind, want to get to what's best. But I feel, I feel really off because I'll go from super happy. It's almost like coming down from from a caffeine high. Like I'll go from super happy and giddy and jumpy and let's do this and let's do that and I wanna write this and I wanna build that and to 
Where's my mom? I just want to go home and if I don't see anyone for the next three months, I'll feel really good and okay about that. And for me more than anything, when you're grieving any sort of loss, heartbreak, parent, child, whatever it is, you go through these steps of healing, right? So you're inconsolable for the first, certainly for the first month, maybe first couple of months. And then you start to pick yourself back up and things start to get better. And you hit month three, month four, month five, whatever it is. And you, you feel like you're repaired, like you're fixed. And you tell your mind that you're fixed. And then these little triggers come up and they affect you and they hurt you. And you feel like this should not be hurting me. I should not be affected by this because I'm fixed. I probably need to go back to taking the same advice that I was taking in the very beginning to just let myself feel, let the emotions pass through me. I was laying in bed last night talking to Amelia and I turned over and I looked at her and I just said, I feel so broken, Amelia. And I'm so sick of being in my own head and I'm so sick of talking about this and I'm, I'm frustrated that my relationship with my husband has become hide and seek with my period, us being the seekers, the period being the freaking hider. And I just, I don't feel like I'm living anymore. And I told her that I wanted to write about it, but that I wasn't sure if I was ready to write about it because I was still so deep in it. And the problem with writing about it while you're still so deep in it is that you don't allow it to pass through you when you do that. But then again, if you wait until you're on the other end and write about it retrospectively, the rawness and vulnerability and truth and honesty of the writing doesn't quite come through. And so maybe talking and writing, maybe that is the way that I let feelings pass through me. But the point I was going to make is that in the beginning when I was really upset, what I would just say to myself is, let yourself feel how you feel. You, ha you have to feel how you feel. You're going to be sad. You might feel happy one day. No state is permanent. And I feel like now maybe because I feel like I'm supposed to be better and I'm supposed to be stronger and on the other side and it's not supposed to um, make me so sad. I'm not supposed to tear up when I remember how pregnant I would have been when the baby would have come and all of that stuff I have to let I have to let the feelings pass through me again I have to allow myself to feel how I feel and I can't really know what you're going through but on the off chance you're listening to this in the middle of an awkward moment feeling kind of uncomfortable not so excited that it's Friday even though you should be because a weekend is ahead of us I, I want you to know that you're not alone, that I'm, I'm so sad that so many good things are around me and I should be so excited about life because it's so full of so many gifts and this is true for everyone. And for some reason, I just can't quite experience it. It's that I'm living in this vacuum where I just feel like everything I do and everything I think and everything I say, it's all just intermediate period. I, I'm, I'm living inside of a waiting room, waiting for a good prognosis. And all of this stuff is happening to me, but I'm still in the waiting room. And I wish I could just realize that this is life. The waiting room is life. That I have to just keep living my life, recognize this is part of my journey. And people always say that, and I never understand what it means. And I don't know that you're going to understand what it means unless you actually experience it. And you're, you're heartbroken, and the subsequent two, three, four, five months literally feel like you're just in a holding pattern. You're in a waiting room, waiting to not be sad anymore. And then you look back once you're okay, and you reflect on that time, and you can't really recall anything 
because you weren't living. You put your life on hold, but the problem is that life happens over those periods. And so instead of trying to resist this, I guess, and push it away, I just need to sit into it and let it be part of my story. So I'll say it again on the off chance that you're feeling kind of blue for no reason and feel like you should, should, should be this, that, happy, smiley, positive, and you're not, I'm, I so get it. And you're not alone. But remember, and I'm going to try to do this too, that this is life too. And, and we get to write it and we choose the words and the way that the narrative arc plays out or pans out. And so be delicate with yourself.